We are NXT. What's up, everybody, and welcome to Who Got Next, your weekly podcast bringing you all the news and reviews for the best brand going, NXT. If it's your first time listening, welcome. I do the show every Friday, so if you don't want to miss an episode, make sure you go to anywhere you guys get your podcasts and subscribe to never miss an episode. Also, head on over on Twitter at Who Got Next Pod and follow the show. Also, if you have some time on your hands, make sure you head on over to the show that brings this all to you guys. The Mighty CN Network, of course. If you like what you hear here, go to the parent show that me and MJ run, and it is called The Mighty CN Podcast, at Mighty CN on Twitter. So make sure you go follow that as well. Get some good content. Get some great content. It is a good time to be a podcaster. Make sure you go support everything that we got going on here. I am your host, Phil Cataldo, but you can call me Philium, and there's a lot of news to get to this week, so let's just jump right into it. Now, of course, I will be talking about the episodes of NXT UK and NXT that aired from August 21st, 2019, but before we get to all of that good stuff, let's jump into two big news stories for the NXT brand this week. And one, of course, being the thing that is on everybody's mind, the thing that everybody keeps talking about on social media. It's all over the wrestling world. NXT will no longer be shown on WWE Network. Of course, it is moving to the USA Network. Live TV starting September 18th at 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock. Yes, NXT will not only be making its live debut, debut, sorry, their live debut on television, but it will be moving to two hours as well. So for us NXT fans, this is incredible. What's better than NXT? Of course, the answer is more NXT. Now, a lot of people have been asking me about my thoughts, and I've gone through kind of a week of ups and downs when it comes to this. Now, at first, admittedly, I was very angry. Um, I don't trust the WWE when it comes to, I guess you say, I don't trust Vince McMahon and the people that he has under him on Raw or SmackDown to run NXT. Of course, Triple H and a different group of people run NXT. So, um, I definitely want NXT to stay the same. Now, with all the reports, all the things being reported saying that NXT will, will remain the same, blah, blah, blah. But here's my issue. And then I'll explain why it means so much to me. So, for anybody who is upset about this, you're allowed to be. I saw a lot of tweets coming around like, oh, don't be upset. Wait till this happens. And it's like, listen, everybody is allowed to be upset about this. Everybody can be upset about this. You, you, We all deal with our emotions differently when it comes to stuff. And NXT means something different to everybody, right? You never know how much a brand really means to, to somebody, right? Um. My issue is that I think Raw and SmackDown, and we could all agree, are overproduced. Uh, they tend to favor the superstars and don't do much at building the next generation of superstars. And to me, what NXT has always been, and, and this is why I love it more than any other wrestling show, whether it's WWE, outside of WWE, New Japan, Indies, it doesn't matter. The reason I love NXT so much is because you get to see people become stars, right? 
So, like, you know, as somebody who has watched NXT since the first night of the WWE Network when it launched, you know, watching somebody like a Finn Balor go from debuting to becoming Finn Balor, watching Bailey debut, watching Becky Lynch debut, watching, you know, Sasha Banks. I, when I came in at that point, she was already like the boss Sasha Banks. But like seeing that, seeing the evolution of Charlotte to being the probably the best women's wrestler of all time, like that's the beauty of NXT. You get to see these people from the ground up. Like seeing somebody like a Bianca Belair, right, in the Mae Young Classic and seeing her on NXT TV even before the Mae Young Classic, right, where she had to qualify to make it in. And seeing where she is now, seeing Lacey Evans develop, right? And even more recently, like, seeing Johnny Gargano go from just a competitor in the Cruiserweight Classic to Mr. NXT. It's that type of stuff, to me, that makes NXT, the way it is now, so important to the wrestling business just in general. You know, there's a lot of talk going on with social media, if you guys follow indie wrestlers or whatever see that you know if you follow a lot of wrestling stuff <clears throat> your trending stuff on twitter will go to wrestling stuff and you know this past week jordan grace who's an indie wrestler who's actually signed to impact wrestling was tweeting about how uh pro wrestling should be considered a performance art more than just a sport right <clears throat> they're playing characters more than being athletes right they're all incredible athletes but they are playing characters right and i think that NXT does the best job at showing this side of wrestling, right? You watch Raw and SmackDown, and it's very much, you see Seth Rollins. You see Roman Reigns. And yes, you got to see them evolve from when they were in The Shield and when they debuted. But, you know, they're doing it on live TV. And it, it's more short term, right? Uh, with when it, when it comes to NXT stars, you look at someone like, Tanara Conti, right? She's been on the roster for a while. And she's still not like a... She wrestles here and there, but like she's not on every single week, right? You think of Vanessa Bourne. Over the last couple of months, she started getting on every single week. You think of somebody like Aaliyah, talking about Vanessa Bourne and the hires. Aaliyah has been with NXT since it got launched to the network. Aaliyah's been in NXT for years. I think she tweeted like five years, right? And a lot of the people that Aaliyah was on the show with moved up. The Liv Morgans... And everybody else that she was associated with are on the main roster now. But it's like seeing what NXT is and, and getting that like backstage thing with the, um, I think it was called, it wasn't Battlegrounds. It was something Grounds. It might have been Battlegrounds. It's a show on the WWE Network that they only did for one season. And it, it, it kind of followed the wrestlers for like a couple of months leading up to TakeOver Brooklyn. And then like someone like a Tyler Breeze getting to see the moment when he got called up and stuff like that. Um. I think it was called battleground it's something ground or whatever but um like to see all the backstage stuff and like the behind the camera stuff we get to see with you know wwe pc on youtube um i think it's a great way to kind of separate what the men and women do as opposed to the characters they're playing and and to me that's why i love nxt I love nothing more than to watch somebody like Bianca Belair get signed and you're like, okay, she's just a CrossFit girl. She's from the fitness community. What can she do? And then come in and then you're like, whoa, she did a 450 after less than a year of training. And then, whoa, look at how good she is now. Like people are saying that she has the potential to be, you know, one of the biggest stars in the company. And, and, and I honestly think that the way that she's progressed in NXT I think she could be just as good as Charlotte. If her promos get a little better, I think she could honestly be just as good as Charlotte because I see a lot of Charlotte Flair 
in Bianca Belair the way that she is developing. And, and I've always said that. I've always been a big Bianca Belair guy. And that, to me, is what I love. And yeah, I understand NXT also signs guys like Kevin Owens and Adam Cole. People who are already stars. They're just, you know, NXT is a way to kind of bring them to the masses, right? To bring them to the casual fan that's just watching WWE content. And, and that's where the other side of the debate goes, right? So to, I guess, hardcore fans, right? Johnny Gargano is probably the best babyface in pro wrestling. But you got to watch NXT. And, you know, doing this show for a, over a year, I thought people loved NXT. Because the only people that obviously talk to me are people who love NXT, right? Because they're, they, they find me through the show or whatever. And, um, you know, going to that live event a couple months ago, back in February with MJ... And, and hearing people going, who are you to Shayna Baszler? And for a whole card of people that had Candice LeRae and the War Raiders, who at the time were tag team champions. And for the audience to literally only know Velveteen Dream, Johnny Gargano, and Tommaso Ciampa, you're like, wow. NXT isn't as popular as we think it is. It is a very, very much a diehard company, a diehard brand, I should say. And I think that with putting it on the USA Network, it's going to bring more eyes to it, right? Obviously, you're on a major network. My my only fear is that with going head-to-head with AEW, and I know people are like, ah, oh, AEW, whatever. Listen, AEW is going to be awesome. WWE is going to continue to be awesome. Nothing's going to change. It's going to create competition, though. And do you honestly think that Vince McMahon is going to allow AEW to win a ratings war against NXT. And that's my fear. That's what I fear the most. Because, and, and you know, I, I was talking to people <clears throat> over the past week about it. Of course, this was news that came out on Tuesday. But I, I was talking to a couple people about it. And it was like, I don't want to see AJ Styles on NXT. I don't want to see Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, Bray Wyatt, Sasha Banks, Charlotte. I don't want to see those level that level of character on NXT. They're almost bigger than the brand now. They've they've completely you know transcended that brand. They're main roster stars, they're WrestleMania stars. I don't want to see them on NXT. I not at all. Because if you have if if for example, right? Right now, you know, Adam Cole and uh Johnny Gargano, their feud is done. So over the next couple of weeks on NXT TV, we're going to start to set up you know, what's going to happen with Adam Cole, who's his next challenger, right? If you guys watched tonight's episode of NXT, you know, ACH cast in his contract by winning the, whatever they were called, tournament, the new guy tournament. I, I forgot what it was called. The breakouts tournament, I think it was called. Um, And, you know, he, uh, he cast in. So, like, would you get that match with, oh, sorry, not ACH, that's his actual name, with um, Jordan Smiles? No. Jordan Styles, I don't remember this guy's name. I'm not a fan of his, but whatever. But the, the guy who won the tournament, would he get that match with Adam Cole if AJ Styles was there? Because you would just want to see AJ Styles versus Adam Cole. AJ Styles is almost bigger than the brand. He's bigger than the title, right? And obviously, AJ Styles versus Adam Cole is a dream match. Undisputed Era versus the club, obviously, dream match, right? But let that happen on Raw or SmackDown. That's the point of it, right? If NXT is going live, I want it to stay literally exactly the same. I don't want them in the Rumble. I don't want them at WrestleMania. 
And all the reports so far are saying that takeovers will remain takeovers on the network and all that stuff. So I guess we'll have to wait and see. Just understand that I love NXT so much. It is my favorite part of wrestling and my last hope when it comes to WWE. No matter what takeover, no matter what NXT has done, the good, the bad, the indifferent, I, I've always loved it. And I, I don't want it, the foundation of it to change. Yes, the Tyler Breezes and Fandangos, they can come back. Apollo Crews is another one that can come back. You want to bring Nakamura back? Fine. But let's not get crazy. Don't bring Braun Strowman down. Don't bring these larger-than-life people down. You know, don't bring the bar down. I, I saw, you know, a friend of the show, Jeremy, I saw him tweet that uh, Cesaro coming down. That'd be really fun. Because even though Cesaro has had his WrestleMania moments and stuff like that, as a single star, he's never really done anything. And I hope that maybe they bring someone like a Ricochet back down, right? an Aleister Black back down, an Andrade back down, because they're not doing anything with them on the main roster, and they would just succeed in NXT. But enough with that. I'm sure in the next, you know, it, it starts in September, September 18th. <clears throat> we'll sit back and uh, kind of really get to discuss this. Now the next big news. Let me uh, click over. So WWE just signed a new class of recruits. And there's one person in this class that I am so unbelievably happy for. I'm such a huge fan of hers. But we'll get to that. Now, I have the list of the people's name in front of me on the website. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read you their name and, and, and kind of their little bio. Just because there's some of them I don't even know about. So, 22-year-old Austin White, Austin White, a.k.a. Austin Theory, who is actually the Evolved Champion right now. Um, so, that's where this guy's from. He's battled Adam Cole. He's battled Johnny Gargano at, you know, Evolve events. We knew this guy was coming over. I think it's it's pretty shocking that he comes over as the Evolve champion. So that's shocking. Um, the person that I'm most excited about, Santana Garrett. Now, Santana Garrett wrestled for WOW, Women of Wrestling. Um, and, you know, Tessa Blanchard is a champion right now for them. But she was their champion for a while. And she does a lot of indie shows, a lot of here and there. But... You know, she was in the Mae Young Classic, and she's done a lot of work for NXT as just, like, one-off matches with people, right? Um, I actually got to interview her at All In when I was a part of Rant with Ant. And sweetest girl ever. Sweetest woman ever. So nice. So great. Um, the thing about her, and I remember she posted on her Instagram a couple months ago, like, she wants to sign with a company. And I remember she was like, where would you like me to go, Right? And it was like, do you want me to go to AEW? Do you want me to go stay in the indies? Do you want me to go to Impact? Do you want me to go to, you know, over to Japan? Do you want me to go to WWE? I wanted her to go to WWE for the simple fact that there are some wrestlers that are just made for WWE, right? There are some wrestlers that have a look. And, and, and listen, I'm a guy, but I think it's okay to say that she's absolutely gorgeous, Right? There's some guys who just and girls who just have the look, right? We can all agree Roman Reigns, very good-looking guy. Can you imagine Roman Reigns in a in a startup company right now like AEW? Can you imagine Roman Reigns in the Indies? He almost seems bigger than that. He looks like a megastar, right? Charlotte Flair, same thing. Like there's just something about them that just breeds megastar, right? And, and AEW will eventually become a company just like that. But as we're standing right now. I think what is going to make AEW different from what WWE is doing is they're going to take more risks. And it's not going to be about 
the physical appearance. But WWE is still a very much physical appearance company. And with Santana's beauty and her skill in the ring, she can be a huge star for them, right? I can see her, though people don't know, I to me, she's not the greatest wrestler in the world, but she's a pretty good wrestler. I would compare her to like an Alexa Bliss where like she can work in the ring. Alexa Bliss can work in the ring. She doesn't get a lot of credit for it, but she's a really good, you know, she's a good worker. Is she as good as, as Charlotte? No, but who is as good as Charlotte, right? So I'm very excited for Santana Gary. I'm really, 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 really excited for Santana Gary. Now we have an Army veteran and former Division I football player, Tahuddy Miles. Tahuddy Miles. This is just one of the guys, right? You, you get these athletes. You don't just get indie wrestlers, but you get athletes that come in. Uh, he's 210 pounds from Silver Spring, Maryland. I think MD's Maryland, right? He's a football player, right? So cool. Let's see what this guy got. Now we have a six foot six, 265-pound EJ Nduka. Nduka. Diverse athletic background, performance center. He played for the CFL, IFL, AFL. Another football player. He was a bodybuilder. He trained in mixed martial arts and boxing. So this guy might be something to look for. I know they just signed that other gigantic guy. So maybe these two could be a tag team. We have 24-year-old Alexander Jatsik. A semi-pro basketball player in Germany. Setting his sights on the ring. Six foot five, 230 pounds. He was trained under Santino Morella, which is pretty cool, right? Also received coaching from former WCW star Alex Wright. That's really cool. He wrestled several years in Germany under the alias LX Ken. He took part in the tryouts last November, which is cool. Brianna Brandy, who kind of looks like Bianca Belair and... Lacey, not Lacey Evans, Lacey Lane had a kid because <laughs> she looks like Bianca Belair kind of and then she has that long like white braided hair that like uh, Lacey Lane has. She's a basketball player. She's five foot nine. She did CrossFit. She's a hip hop artist, which is really cool. So this means she should have a ton of charisma, right? Because she had to perform on stage. So let's see what that means now. Another person I'm really excited for because Tenara Conti posted a lot about her on her social media is Rita Reyes, who's 24. She's a jiu-jitsu world champion and multi-time medalist in both jiu-jitsu and judo. So another judo person. I actually hope they put her with Tenara Conti. And I actually hope we get this, this end noise group that we had with these Brazilian fighters. You have all this Brazilian talent there with Tenara Conte. And uh, I forgot, I, don't, I think he changed his name. Jude something Jude Jowd or something like that and Cesar Bononi who has not been on NXT I feel like since he won the breakout star when he did the end of the year awards but make this group I'm really excited for this Marquez Gomes also from Brazil he's from world of combat sports he's 260 pounds he specializes in jiu-jitsu so another Brazilian guy they man listen they got a lot of Brazilians down there make them a stable Catalina Garcia from Chile La Diva de la Ring She's obviously a luchador, so that's pretty cool. Uh, an another Spanish wrestler. Listen, I'm all for Spanish wrestlers. But there's a lot of great talent coming to NXT. Now, obviously, Austin Theory, Santana Garrett, they're going to be the standouts. They're going to be the names that people you know, gravitate to. But listen, you never know who makes it, right? You look at the people who won Tough Enough. You know, Mandy Rose and uh, Sonya Deville, they didn't win Tough Enough. Velveteen Dream, they didn't win Tough Enough, and they're in the roster. So, hey, this is really awesome for them. You never know who can make it out of this class. But with all that being said, um, I'm going to take a quick break. 
And we'll get into NXT UK and NXT from this past week. So stay tuned. I'll be right back. Bro. Welcome back. Now let's get into this week's episodes of NXT UK and NXT. And we will start with NXT UK from August 21st, 2019. The show starts off with Imperium, Fabian Eichner, and Marcel Berthal versus The Hunt. And let me tell you something. I'm still not a fan of The Hunt. It's been a couple weeks since I've watched NXT UK. This is like my first one back. Uh, But... I get it. Listen, the hunt's over with the UK crowd, so you can't really knock them for it. But I'm just not a fan. It's too cartoony, right? It's it's kind of too cartoony of a gimmick. I feel like with NXT UK focusing more on the technical wrestling side, like you have a group like Imperium, who's very much like a, well, yeah, that that's what a wrestling group would look like, right? The tracksuits and like we're just gonna beat you up. We're just tough guys type of thing. And you know what I'm saying, like that. I don't know, with the Grizzled Young Vets and even Tyler Bate and uh, Trent Seven, Mustache Mountain. No, nobody's like this cartoony, over-the-top character, Gallus, and stuff like that. But I don't know. It's just too cartoony. The match was fun, though. Uh, I think I'm I'm still a huge fan of Imperium. You know, I love Fabian Eichner. I love Marcel Berthal. I think that they're just getting better and better as a tag team. I love the way that they kind of manipulate the body. The one spot with uh, Marcel, I think on... Uh, Who's the other guy? There's Primate, who's the taller guy with the beard. I, I keep forgetting who the short guy is because he just fucking creeps me out with, like, the black contacts in it. Just, I don't know. But it was a cool match. Imperium get the victory, which is always great. That's super awesome. Now we move on to the next match, which is Kaylee Ray versus someone I've never heard of named Shax. Fun little match. Um, the one thing I do want to point out with this match, I think you're just kind of watching it, you have to point it out. Shax... Look, and I don't know. Let me let me preface this. I don't know if Kylie Ray is just tall. She is, she seems to be like a normal height. I know Tony Storm is not like the tallest girl ever, right? You know, it's not like Kylie Ray is as tall as um, Rhea Ripley or something. But Shax looks like a midget. Like she looks so small. And it's it's crazy to me that like, I mean, hey, she did her job. She made Kylie Ray look like a force, and she made her look dominant, right? Because Kylie Ray has a match coming up against Tony Storm at. Uh, at the takeover coming up. I forgot for a second where it is. Oh, takeover Cardiff. Cardiff. And um no, Shax did a great job making Kylie Ray look awesome, but I don't know, it just it was weird. It, it almost looked like a kid got in the ring. Like Kylie Ray was wrestling against a kid, which is pretty funny. But the I think the highlight of this is after the match, Kylie Ray starts cutting a promo. Tony Storm comes out and 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 she's kind of ripping into her and then um she gets really personal. And she's like, oh, this is why your friends left you. This is why this person left you. This is why guys left you. And then she's like, this is why your father left you. Now, I don't know if this, if Tony Storm didn't grow up with a father or if her dad left her. I don't, I don't know how personal this really goes, right? I don't really know Tony Storm's uh, kind of life story. But this got Tony really upset commentating. You know, the commentators really addressed this. And then Tony smacked the shit out of Kylie Ray, And Kylie Ray kind of backed away laughing like she's in her head, which I thought was pretty cool. Gets you hyped for their match coming up. Next, we get a promo for a de- debuting character, which is next week, Oliver Carter, 
who is an African wrestler, which I think is pretty cool. It, and, and it makes me laugh, especially with uh, WWE 24, or not WWE 24, was it Chronicle? I don't remember, maybe it was 24. They, they covered Kofi Kingston, and he talks about how, like, <clears throat> when he debuted, he was, like, this Jamaican character and stuff like that, and but he's from Ghana and but all this stuff. So I, I hope this guy is from Africa, which is pretty cool, but I don't know. This guy seems, he seems entertaining. Uh, I think it's, it's only right that we give him a chance, so that's next week. Next up, we get Mark Andrews versus James Drake from the Grizzled Young Vets. And, of course, if Mark Andrews wins, him and Flash Morgan Webster get added to the tag team title match at TakeOver Cardiff. Mark Andrews from Cardiff. So you would assume, of course, he would win this match. And, of course, he ends up winning this match. This is a pretty fun match. Exactly what you think from a Mark Andrews match. I know uh, if MJ's listening, I still hate him. And it's your fault because I I, I don't know. It's just something Mark, about Mark Andrews I don't like. But I thought... The ending of the match was kind of weird with having Gallus, uh, Mark Coffey, and uh, Wolfgang come down to interfere. It's like, wouldn't you want your one-on-one tag match? Why would you want a third team? Like, why would they interfere? It was weird, but whatever. To the point we're going to get a triple threat tag match, which I, I think should be really cool and really exciting. Now we go from that to Walter. So, hold on. Let me think about this for a second. Now we get to the point where it ends with, and it's a lot of wrestling to watch, try to remember, but even with writing it down, I still forget. So it ends up happening that um, the other members of Gallus, or no, Imperium gets attacked backstage by Trent Seven. Okay, I remember. Trent Seven's out in the ring. Um, this leads to Walter and the guy from Sanity, what's his name, Alexander Wolf coming down, and Tyler Bate comes down to make the save with a chair. Now, what's impressive about this is he gives his finisher to Walter, which is really cool. And I know Walter and Tyler Bate have had matches in progress that people have absolutely loved. I've never gotten a chance to see that match because I had stopped watching progress at the time. But, you know, you can only pay for so many wrestling subscription services. Somebody's got to make the cut, you know. Um, but I'm really excited to see this match. And this attack got me excited to see it. I want to shout out to Tyler Bate's pants. Because at first I was like, it looks like he's wearing little kid pants. But then when he set up to do his finisher, I was like, oh, it's to show how big his thighs are. So, listen, it, it, was, it was a great episode of NXT UK. A lot of build-up leading into TakeOver Cardiff, which is not this Saturday. It's next Saturday, you know, which will be during uh, Labor Day weekend, which will be when, uh, you know, All Elite is doing their show for All Out. Now, a little, a little, I don't know what's going to happen, but um, the week after... Takeover Cardiff. I will be on vacation. Of course, I'm starting in Chicago, and then me and Brittany are going to Nashville. So um, I come back Wednesday. I should be good. There should be no, the shows shouldn't be missed, but just in case the show might come out a day early, it might come out Saturday instead of Friday of next week. This week, everything's still good and great. So this week and, and next week, everything's still great. But a couple weeks from now, after take <clears throat> Takeover Cardiff, might be a day late or something because, of course, I am traveling. But I'm very, very, very excited for everything they have going on there. Now let's move to NXT. Also, August 21st, 2019. And the show starts off with a bang. And that is the Undisputed Era coming out, cutting the promo, talking about how great they are, and, and, and kind of saying that they want all the titles. You get the, you know, Fish and O'Reilly talking about how they were cheated out. 
against the Street Profits, how Kyle O'Reilly wasn't the legal man, and how they want a rematch, and they're demanding a rematch. And then you have Roddy Strong calling out Velveteen Dream. So does this mean that when NXT goes live on the USA Network September 18th, that all members of Undisputed Era will be holding those titles? God, I hope so. Now, there isn't a takeover until Survivor Series weekend in Chicago, which is at some point in November. So if they're able to do this, then, hey, I mean, the tapings will be better, right? The next four weeks of tapings will be better. And then the, the couple of weeks after that leading into the live show. So I'm very, very excited. I think it would be really cool if, you know, open up on USA Network and this one group has all the titles and they're just shown how dominant they are. And then over the next you know, six to eight months going up to WrestleMania weekend, it's like, who's going to take these belts off them? I think that would be pretty cool. Now, after this, we get Jordan Miles. Okay, see, I wrote his name down. See, I should have looked at my notes while I was talking earlier. See, I called him Jordan Smiles because they call him Smiles Miles or some stupid shit like that on commentary. So it is what it is. And, and, and speaking of commentary, you know, shout out to the commentary of NXT. I couldn't be happier for, the you know, these guys and girl. You know, Mauro Ronaldo and Nigel McGuinness and Beth Phoenix. In all honesty, my favorite announced team. I think the, the three of them have the best chemistry. And I think that, and listen, Renee Young is decent on, on commentary. I think she has her moments. She struggles sometimes. But my favorite thing about Beth Phoenix is, yes, she's a female commentator, right? And, of course, WWE is going to remind us every two seconds whenever they do something that's, like, historic or different or whatever. But, <clears throat> you know... Beth Phoenix being a former wrestler and having such great insight on it. Like, there was, during one point of this of this show, and I, I forget, it might have been during the Bronson Reed match. Nigel goes, Beth, what is this? This hold or whatever. And she was like, oh, no, 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 no. It was between, it was Damian Priest and Mansoor because of the size difference, right? And Nigel's like, oh, Beth, like, you know, you were a lot bigger and stronger than your opponents, like, Explain what Damian Priest is doing. And, like, she broke it down in such a great way that I was like, oh, this is awesome, right? You know, when you listen to, like, and I, I like Corey Graves. I know a lot of people are, are, are wishy-washy with him, 50-50 with him. But I love Corey Graves, right? But I think that the beauty of what Marl does is he kind of steps back and allows Nigel and Beth to have these conversations. And then jump in and out, you know, and, and, and lead it, right? He allows them to both shine as much as him. And I, I love that so much, right? I think that Michael Cole who at times can be good, but he's very overpowering. So I love that these NXT commentators are getting a chance to shine on the USA Network. A lot more people are going to get to hear them, which I'm very excited about. So Jordan Miles comes in and cashes his title match against Adam Cole, which I guess I'm not really a Jordan Miles guy. I know ACH had a big name on the indies, but I never really watched his stuff. Um, my biggest fear for him and, you know... I try not to bring race into it, but it's hard to ignore it. The last guy they had being the smiling black guy was Apollo Crews, and you see what they did with him on the main roster. I mean, Jordan Miles is on NXT, so maybe that'll help him a little more. But if your character is just, I'm the smiling athletic guy who happens to be black, so like me, I think his character will never develop. I mean, we'll see how good Adam Cole makes him look. We'll see how much Adam Cole you know, gives to him during the match. Like, if, if is it going to be a quick match? Is it going to be a competitive match? Like, we'll see. We'll see coming up when this title match happens. But I'm not necessarily excited about it. I'm not going to lie about it. But I'm sure it'll be great because Adam Cole's the man. 
and Undisputed Era are fantastic. All four guys are fantastic at making their opponent look like a million bucks. We saw that with the Street Profits match at TakeOver. Now the next match is Mansoor versus Damian Priest, who every time I see Damian Priest, I just think discount Aleister Black. And that's not a knock on him because I know Damian Priest is a good character. I mean, he's a good wrestler. I just, it's like, you're clearly the, the new age Aleister Black, which is whatever. It is what it is. I think he's a good wrestler. I love the style they have him wrestle. Mansoor did a great job in making, you know, Damian look like a impressive big man, a strong big man. He just beat the shit out of him. And, and Mansoor got some offense in. I love Mansoor as a baby face. He's very excited to watch. Um, I'm, I'm all for it, right? And, and like I said, someone like Mansoor, if you change the way NXT is, does he get matches on TV? Because he's still in development. You're developing him, right? So he's going to be in a lot of these win-lose situations where you're just kind of showcasing him. I think with NXT going to two hours, I would love to see kind of these random showcase matches. And if you want to call them showcase matches, go right ahead for the men, the women, and the tag team. Let's just showcase some of the talent you have. You have a million different people on the roster. And like... I don't know, most of them don't even make TV on Raw and SmackDown. So if you're going to have all these people in NXT developing, yo, give them a match here and there. Let's just see how it is on live TV, which I think is scary, but you got to put them out there. I think that this, this you know, to kind of go off topic for a second, but the live TV thing also helps out someone like Casey Catanzaro, who was already on TV with American Ninja Warrior. So she could be a huge star for them in NXT, but we'll see what happens. Damian Priest gets the victory, and... You see, I, I like his entrance is cool. The cool little arrow thing is cool. It's fun. I, I like him as a wrestler. Then we get Mia Yim versus Vanessa Bourne. Aaliyah comes out. The hires. I've said it before on shows. I'm a big fan of Vanessa Bourne and Aaliyah, what they're doing with this hires character. Um, I think that it was cool to put Mia Yim in this match, especially after a lot of people didn't like her takeover match with Shayna Baszler. Kind of get her back in everybody's good graces. Remind everybody that, no, she's still a competitor in this division and she's still high up the ladder. The match was pretty fun. Nothing nothing really crazy over the top to like rush out and go see. But it was a cool match. What I want to really talk about is what happened afterwards. Now, so Shayna comes out with Jessamine and Marina. And they surround the ring. And Shayna's like, hey, Mia, like join, join us. Join our group because we're badasses and all this stuff. Which I think is pretty weird. You would think that the way that they've booked Shayna is like she's like a prize fighter, right? So, like, people need to come to her. And when they don't come to her, she comes for people, but she hurts people. So, she's like, no, you need to step up or I'm going to hurt everyone in this division until someone steps up, right? That's how they've booked her all year, right? Even before that. And I believe that it makes no sense for her to go after Mia Yim when she beat Mia Yim. And I understand Mia Yim hurt Jessamine. She's in the sling and stuff like that. But, like, uh, it doesn't make any sense. And and I was kind of hoping they went in a different direction with Shayna Baszler, at least for the now. Maybe add a third person to this feud, kind of switch it up. I know Bianca Belair was tweeting after TakeOver Toronto that it's her turn now. I don't know. Maybe we'll see in, in these tapings, maybe we'll see somebody kind of move forward. But, I don't know. With being so far away from a TakeOver, maybe me and Yemen and Shayna Baszler have one more match before they move on to the next person. Um, I don't know. I'm just not a fan of me and Yemen and Shayna Baszler continuing their storyline. I kind of want to see Miriam fighting somebody else right now and give someone else to Shayna until whoever eventually beats her, who I think should be a Candice LeRae. I know people want it to be like Tegan Knox and love Tegan Knox. Tegan Knox is incredible. Shout out Cody Hoot. But Tegan Knox is still coming back. 
from injury, right? I don't want her to go from back from injury to fucking main event level in like a month, right? If she wins at Mania, fine. But it's a long-term booking thing. I think it's probably going to end up being Candice. I think she beats EO in this feud and then moves on to Shayna. I think that would be pretty cool. But now we move on to the match that literally is the exact reason why I love NXT. And it's the exact reason why I'm so scared of someone like Vince McMahon and his people that are on the main on the main roster shows, Raw and SmackDown, for getting involved in this. I hope they don't end up doing it. I hope Triple H and his group stay in control, but that, we never know, right? So we get Bronson Reed and Shane Thorne. Of course, Shane Thorne from TM61, also from The Mighty. And Bronson Reed, they're telling the story by Shane Thorne brought, brought Bronson Reed in because he's also Australian, just like Shane Thorne. Ozilla, which I, I love that fucking nickname. He calls himself Thick Boy. NXT's resident Thick Boy, Bronson Reed. I love that so much. Um, but they had a really fun match. And it, it was it, this is what I'm talking about. These like showcase matches, right? Are these matches going to be on NXT TV when they go to USA? Because these are the matches that I love. Win or lose, it doesn't really matter. It's about showcasing who Bronson Reed is showcasing and reminding people and giving a second chance to someone like a Shane Thorne to be like, hey, I was a tag team guy, but I'm a singles wrestler now. I thought Shane Thorne looked impressive. I thought you can tell he's been in NXT for a while. The way he commanded that ring, right? The way he was sitting on the ropes, it was so much of like, oh, you've been here, right? And Bronson Reed is very impressive. He had that great powerbomb spot from Bronson Reed. Shane Thorne made him look like a million bucks. Bronson Reed's a big guy, but he wrestles very agile. Shout out to NXT right now. Bronson Reed, Damian Priest, Donovan Dijak, Ovich. <laughs> it's just hard for me to call him Dijakovich. Dijak. Keith Lee. They got some impressive big guys that are unbelievable athletes. A lot of fun to watch. We have, uh, they, they showed us a promo segment during this where Dijak versus Keith Lee is coming up. I believe it was next week. I don't know. I didn't write it down, but. That match is going to be incredible. I've seen him wrestle on the indies. You heard me say on the show before. But man, oh man, am I excited for that match. Should be great. I want to shout out Shane Thorne for his his great finisher. Right, It was like the running knee, but he hit his knee so fucking hard. It looked like and sounded like he just murdered Bronson Reed. Which if this is the new Shane Thorne, I'm all for it. If you want to take the next year building this guy as an actual competitor, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. If you want to eventually have him tag with Bronson Reed, I'm all for that too. Right? NXT needs to start rebuilding their tag division. And hey, I'm all for whatever they got going on with showcasing this younger talent. I'm really excited. Now we get Velveteen Dream coming out on his couch, cutting a promo, basically shitting all over Roddy Strong, basically saying he's the best. Kind of answering Roddy Strong from the earlier segment. Nothing really special here. But it is showing us that they're kind of keeping this feud between them two going. Which is interesting because, of course, as I said on the last show, Pete Dunne took that pinfall in that match. Roddy didn't. So they can keep this feud going. And maybe Roddy ends up winning the belt, which is pretty cool. We'll have to wait and see. Now we get to the main event, which is Matt Riddle versus Killian Dane. And this match was brutal. These guys kicked the shit out of each other. I love the way it started. Riddle jumped him from behind, and they just beat the fuck out of each other. Hard-hitting match and all that stuff. Now, the one move I want to talk about that I think stands out is 
they did this spot where it looked like Killian Dane, <clears throat> Matt Riddle was going to powerbomb Killian Dane on the steel steps on the outside, right? We've seen this spot a million times done. Killian Dane flips Riddle over him, and for some reason, Riddle didn't tuck his chin. He didn't, like, go down. So he kind of went over but didn't flip. So instead of his back hitting the thing, uh, he almost decapitated himself because his neck almost hit the side of the steps. And it was like, oh, even the people around him were like, oh, my God, is he okay? And, like, the ref runs outside like, no, no, he's fine. He protected himself. But it was still a scary spot, right? Killian Dean gets the victory. Riddle attacks him afterwards. And you get that great exclusive clip that's on the YouTube, that's on Twitter and stuff like that, where they're fighting backstage. So this storyline is the ending. Even though Riddle lost, this storyline's not ending. And my favorite thing is, even though as impressive and as unbeatable at times Matt Riddle seems, he's lost matches. So he's human. So as a baby face, we can cheer for him. We could get excited to see what Riddle is doing next. And of course, Riddle, a fan of the show. We love Matt Riddle here. Very excited to see what he has going next. I think it was two pretty good episodes of NXT this week. NXT UK, now NXT. Um, I would have to give the edge to NXT just because the Riddle and Dane match was better than pretty much anything they had on NXT UK. And the Bronson Reed Shane Thorne match was really cool. So like they had they had a lot of cool spots. But NXT UK, I still feel like they're 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 trying to find who their people are. Like Pete Dunne was their guy, but now he's over on NXT. So now Walter's their guy. We're getting the stuff with Tony Storm. You know, I, I think that NXT UK is now running like NXT used to run, and NXT is running more like a main roster show, but cooler. So I don't know. They're both great shows to watch this week. If you could only watch one, obviously watch NXT. It was a better show this week. But hey, maybe next week is something different. Next week's the go home show for NXT Takeover Cardiff. And like I said, with me being the only person on this show, we're going to have a couple of short episodes this week. I try to keep it around, you know, 45 minutes to an hour or something like that. I try not to ramble too much. But, you know, that's all I have for this week's show. Let me know what you guys think of everything that I had to say. Let me know what you think. And I know some people have. Let me know what you think about NXT moving to the USA Network on September 18th. Let me know what you think of the new signings, the new recruit class coming to NXT. Santana Garrett, Austin Theory, who are you excited for? Let me know. At Who Got Next Pod on Twitter. At Fanboy Philium if you want to follow me directly. Or at Mighty Sien if you want to follow the network that brings you all of this great content. Thank you for listening to me talk all about NXT. It is my favorite brand. It is the reason why I still love pro wrestling. And to the wrestling community. Watch all wrestling. We don't have to fight. You can be a fan of everything. AEW, NXT, WWE, New Japan, Impact, Ring of Honor, whatever you want to watch. Watch it. Love it. Wrestling's awesome. What a great time to be a wrestling fan. So I will catch you guys later. I will see you next week to talk about more NXT and NXT UK. Thank you for listening, and I will see you later. Alligators. Bye.